Good morning. It is Monday, January 21st, 7.59 a.m. Um, I am out on the streets. I'm at 22nd and Mission. I am looking out on a gated, vast lot. You guys live in the neighborhood or have lived in the neighborhood in the past few years, you know what I'm talking about. It's the site of the apartment building that burned down in January 2015 and displaced 60 people, destroyed the Popeyes, and killed one person. Flash forward to this day, I am staring at what I speculate to be some sort of corpse covered in a navy blue tarp and topped with a one of those construction um, tripod not tripods construction easel things here's one thing I'm not noticing a smell um, there's no odor coming from what would be a dead body but it also makes me wonder why would it be covered up like that out of all the other mounds of dirt why would that one in particular be covered and how long has it been there? I noticed it a couple days ago. To the right of the covered tarp, there is a sweater that someone has discarded. And there are a few other bits of debris. I would really like to get in there. Um, from where I'm standing, I will need a pole with some kind of pincher on it. That's at least eight feet long, I think. Um, someone has gotten in to do some graffiti, of course. And I can only imagine the dismal outlook of those at the Vita building, um, which looks out onto this lot. So here's something that makes me think that it was dumped over here because it's so close to the fence. Um, and that makes me think someone threw it over like that. There is graffiti on the little construction easel thing going over it. Um, so either that was there before and in place inside the vacant lot and someone moved it or they brought it with them, but most likely that one piece was here because it, it looks like it's a little worse for the wear. So we shall see. The lump hasn't gotten any smaller. I'm going to try to find one of those garbage pincher things to uh, prod the tarp off. Um, but first I've got some shipping to do. So yeah, for anyone who's moved out of the city um, over the past four years, uh, this, this baby has failed to thrive. Uh, it's just a stagnant pond, it's a cesspool for mosquitoes and all, and all their trappings. There's grass and weeds growing out here. There's, you know, the ubiquitous fennel, which is, you know, fed by people peeing and urinating, pooping, whatnot, over the gate. Um, so that's why there's so much fennel near there. So people like to pee um, through the bars of a gate to get their jollies, I guess. Um, 
yeah, so yeah, nothing has uh, been developed there. Uh, the restaurants that are right near it, they have changed hands several times. Lalo, known for its rats and its greasy aioli, has closed and moved over to Valencia Street. There is a dim sum place, which probably won't be doing much better than the Sushi Rito place, which was here for all of the six months. Then there's a place called Breakfast Little right next to there, which used to be the home of Shuko's Hot Dogs um, right before the fire. Uh, I don't know if I'm stoked on Breakfast Little. I saw a yuppie family taking up all the space in that tiny restaurant, um, being self-indulgent on Saturday. Um, and so I don't want to go in there. There's only one table, and then the proprietor's just like staring at you while you eat. So, um, yeah, so now I'm a walking back and I've got to start preparing the laundry and whatnot. I went to the Taize service on Wednesday night with Kirsty. It was beautiful. I'm so glad I went. I'm going to go next this Wednesday if anyone wants to meet me there. It's at 730. Um, the church is magnificent. It housed people all in different crises of San Francisco. Um, namely, the first one was the San Francisco earthquake and fire of 1906. The church had completed erection in 1893, so it had been established um, as one of the foremost buildings in the city um, it has the reason one of the reasons why it survived i believe is because of the layered brick structure the bricks are about six to eight times larger than regular bricks and it's just a, it's just a beautiful building when you go in there so it was candlelit inside there, you know, of course, was the ubiquitous stained glass, and it was kind of dark in there, and then there's this woman who sings very beautifully, and she was singing some Latin chants and some, some different prayers, and then she read from the Tao, not Tao Jones and Gestro, but, you know, like the Taoist, um, and then she also read some Deconstructed, deconstructed version of the Lord's Prayer. Um, so all in all, it took about an hour, and I really enjoyed it. Afterwards, tea and cookies were served. I just had tea. I met two people there, uh, Don and Eula, an older couple, and they were very surprised that Kirsty and I had braved the rain because it was pouring down. It was uh, Wednesday night, it practically flooded. Now there's like a minor leak in my kitchen. Um, so it was, they were surprised. But there were other, other people under the age of 75 there. But um, it was kind of a half and half. People in their 70s and 80s and people that were not. So I did that. I have been working quite a lot um, I have these commissions for these sweaters I'm making. 
and I finished one on Saturday night at 8 p.m. and then I have two more to do. Um, I enjoy doing them, but I don't want to keep doing it um, because I have other designs I want to execute. Um, I just, I went to this estate sale on Friday and then again on Sunday. That was at 806 Petrero Street. It was a little bungalow um, and the people had kind of a art, mm, art Nouveau style about them, but it wasn't, you know, they didn't really care if it was an authentic antique. Um, you know, there was the mildew and the damp, but one of the things I did find, one of the many things I found were uh, mostly in the basement. So when I went down to the basement, there was basically a doll maker's workshop there. Um, this greedy cow kept trying to claim everything in the shelved area for herself. Um, and I had to just stop that. I had to put a stop to it. One moment, we're gonna walk past this weed eater thing. So yeah, I had to put a stop to that because you get those greedy, tasteless consumers. She didn't even know what she was grabbing, but I grabbed a bunch of beautiful um, pleated, micro pleated organza and some very wide silk velvet ribbon, probably from the 20s judging on the other things I got mostly from the 20s so I want to make some other things some other garments and I have I have the designs ready to go so I got to finish up these sweaters um, I'll probably only make a couple more sweaters uh, as lovely and fun as they are I didn't even get to make one for myself so I need to make one for myself um, just so I can have it as part of my archive um, so yeah then I gotta get into the shipping which is going to take me about three hours. Um, Monday has kind of been my shipping and laundry day, like like a true Monday. It's just, there's so much stuff to do all the time. And I'm grateful for it, but oh, there's a rat. Just walking down the alley to get back in the house. Um, so yeah, that has been, you know, what my days have been consumed with uh, making these sweaters um, doing tarot readings I went over to Ann's house after I finished the third sweater and I had two Manhattans started to drink a glass of wine I got there at I think 8.13 p.m. and dinner was ready I think around 1 a.m. and I was feeling very tired so Ann sent me home with a plate. Uh, it was one lamb shank and some risotto and it was real good. Even though I was exhausted I as soon as I got home I just devoured it because I was starving. Um, so there was that still on the spinach kick. I think I need more, either more spinach per day or maybe breaking it up 
in increments so my body doesn't freak out. So yeah, I'm back, back in the house. I had a dream about Blue Rock, Montana, probably because of the Willie Nelson song about moving there. And I was asking my friend in the dream if they had any good shopping there so I could continue my business. Um, it, the dream seemed very real, but I have no desire to move. So there's that. <laughs> so it, it truly was just a dream. Um, but yeah, it was kind of stressful because I had to figure some things out that I contend with in waking life to get that sorted. Um, so yeah, that has been, that has been the gist of my week. Um, I wanted to just touch on the type of people that, that, uh, died who the estate sale was held for. Um, they were, the husband was a rodeo performer and they had some various tidbits of saddlery, not a whole lot. Um, I think that he had been dead quite a bit longer than, than the wife, um, because there were a lot more women's items in the house. Um, and I, from the looks of it, I think she may have, uh, been a widow for at least 20 years. Um, so there were some small sentimental affectations. Um, it is really interesting with, you know, the things people leave behind. I'm, I'm always fascinated by our legacies, um, that we leave behind, um, and the impressions we, we continue to make on others, um, when we've passed on. It's, it's stunning. Um, there is this guy with a ponytail, like a gray ponytail, and he wears like a, a leather newsboy cap. And then he has this wife with like a dyed black bob hairdo and a, a big puffy coat. And they come to every estate sale. They were at this last estate sale. And that husband, he just tears through stuff. And I and I'm, have told him before, when I've been working at estate sales, stop stop pilfering through people's things like this and he was doing it on Petrero Street too just like it weren't no thing and he was just he just he'll take books off the shelf and he'll throw them behind his back that's how he is he's probably looking for money um I never want to have an estate sale um if for some reason I pass on I want my house to be preserved as a museum and I want it to be maintained by, I guess, by then I'll probably have some, you know, surviving lover of some sort, probably younger, a little younger than me, um, if they outlive me, um, and, uh, they will be in charge of preserving my museum. So think about that. If you want to get in a long-term relationship with me, um, there may be a job in it at the very end. Um, so, the house had about eight tiny rooms. It was a, it was really cool to see it. Um, I believe it was built in after the earthquake. It was built right after the earthquake. It was a modest little home. 
I think it was built around 1910, 1911. Um, it was always meant for someone with modest means, but it had, um, it you know, definitely mimicked a an Edwardian flat, but it wasn't a flat, it was a single home. Um, so when you first walked in, there is the parlor and there there was a fireplace, two built-in bookshelves. I thought the parlor was very dreary. Um, probably because there was a lot of weird fake Victorian stuff and that walnut that, you know, walnut that's been treated with like a polyurethane or something and then it starts to turn a yellowish green after about 30 years. There was a lot of that. And then there was a dining room and then there were three small bedrooms. Then there was a kitchen and then there was kind of like a little mud room off to the kitchen. Um, I love mud rooms. I do. I, I love the idea of a place to put your your boots and whatnot, and and your your coats, and you can smell the laundry detergent, and you know the fluffy dryer area if they have one. Have your umbrella there. I love all of that. This mud room was literally covered in mud, and um, there might have been a. I don't know, just, I think it was just like dirt. I think where, where the, the former tenant had prepared her, um, her gardening stuff. So there was a little bit of that. Um, there were some beautiful pillars that were only $15 that I wanted to take and put in my plant room, but I was on my bike and they were kind of heavy. <laughs> so I left them. And then, but the basement was truly the tre- treasure trove, truly a treasure trove. Um, and, uh, that had about four or five more rooms in it. Um, so I don't know. I, I imagine her going down there and creating her dolls. There were, ugh, at first I was stoked because I saw this bag of wigs and I was like, oh my gosh, 1920s wigs. <laughs> and then when I went over to uh, to kind of spread them out and see it was in the bag, they were all miniature wigs. They were uh, little doll wigs. Um, I grabbed one of them just, you know, for fun there it was it was cute um there were doll bonnets of all of all sorts um there was one doll I think that she had had dressed herself um it was a a Madame Alexander doll from the 1930s but um just by looking around there were all these it it was obvious she had made the dress it was uh kind of like an antebellum style dress there were lots of fabric scraps um I took I took as many as I as I thought were beautiful. There was a hideous crazy quilt that she had made in the 70s. Um so I love crazy quilts. Uh but this one was really hideous. It had been uh sewn with thick, you know how it hadn't been embroidered but with thick uh, acrylic thread. And she was really devil may care about what she put on the the patches um and there's a lot of polyester so somebody did buy it somebody wanted it um but yeah that was my estate sale fortune and uh andrew told me about that place so he was he was looking for books um i want you guys to mark your calendars and get your tickets for the white elephant sale um it benefits the oakland museum that will be this Sunday. Um, me and Andrew got our tickets, so we're going to wait in line. And uh, we're going to get there around 5.30 a.m. I'm hoping earlier. Um, last year, I was sick 
and I, I felt, I still went, but I was, I felt too overstimulated by all, all the people swarming in. Um, so I really just, I bought a tea kettle and that was it. I didn't even browse through the clothing. I was just exhausted from the flu, but this time I'm fit as a fiddle and I'm healthy as a horse. So I'm ready to get in there. Um, I've got a game plan. So of course, first I'm going to the women's clothes and then I'm going to go over to the trims. They have, uh, like trims, linens, um, ladies items, purses, and then I'm going to go over to the shoes. Then I'm going to go over to the men's section. Then I'll go to the jewelry. Then I'll cut over to the party and paper goods to get things from my kitchen. And then I'm going to go over to the book section and get books for my exclusive book sale. Then I'm going to hobble over to the toy section and see if they have any cool, you know, miniature items. I'm not collecting dolls, but if there's a cool miniature items, then I'm going to the art section to grab maybe hopefully a nice well-priced piece of statuary. Then I'm going to probably make a second round at the men's section, scoop up all the long underwear for myself. I love long underwear. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's practical and and it's cute and it's warm. Um, probably try to get in on the jewelry again. Um, I need some big hoops for myself, big silver hoops. So that's my plan. And then we're going to go have Korean food. Um, it'll take all day. We will be, we will be leaving the premises at 3 PM and I hope to see you guys there. It's one hell of a sale. It's for a great cause. It's for the arts. And the ladies really put their heart and soul into this event and it shows. On that note, you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.